0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 16th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everybody. Hopefully a lot of you guys have the day off uh, from work. Obviously, we're going to start with the elephant in the room. Listen, you guys know I've been skeptical of all this CJ Stroud uh, could possibly be returning to Ohio State smoke. I'm still skeptical. I'm still in the camp. I'll believe it when I see it. But I'm telling you, there's a chance there's just been, I mean, people that I trust have told me, listen, keep an eye out for this. This could happen. And I'm like, yeah, right. Don't believe it. And there's all kinds of stuff going on. You had Brian Schottenstein this morning with his tweet, getting everybody worked up, you know, and I, I know Brian probably can't say anything, but I texted him saying, is there anything you can tell me here? <laughs> you know. And uh, he is not, you know, it's like radio silence from all of my sources right now. Um, and a lot of times that could be good news because it'd be easy for them to be like, no, nah, that's it's BS. Like, don't buy into any of that nonsense. So, um, listen, I know a lot of you guys are checking in here. You have uh, Justin on YouTube saying he thinks CJ's going to come back. Wishful thinking, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, you know, it's interesting as heck, though, right? That here we are. This is the deadline day. I'm not exactly sure. Someone asked me this on Bucknuts this morning what the exact time is. I looked it up. I, I couldn't find the exact time of when they have to, but today's the deadline. Someone was saying maybe it's midnight, I, I you know, or eleven I'm guessing if there's a deadline to be something like 8 PM Eastern, you know, so it's still 5 PM uh, Pacific. That's my guess, but I, I don't know. I've not been able to find a an exact time, but is it not interesting that here we are the deadline day and he still has not announced anything. And a lot of people are talking about like, well, you know, maybe CJ's just kind of trolling everybody that goes against everything that he is as a young man. That is not his thing at all. I think if anything, listen, if I still had to bet on it, I think he's going to go pro. Okay. But the fact that here we are deadline day and he has not announced yet is very interesting to me. Again, you just go back to the famous dumb and dumber quote. It's the, the, the headline of today's show, the title of today's show. So you're telling me there's a chance, you know, what was it? Zero, like was it 0. 0.0001 or something like that. Um, I don't know, but um, it's crazy. We're even talking about it. So um, we'll see what happens. I'll believe it when I see it. And now that I'm talking about it and actually giving it some validity, I'll watch CJ <coughs> announce like, uh, while we're doing the show here. So, uh, but um, hey, so I'm going to get to some questions that I had from Bucknut subscribers here. And we're going to start with security sales. One wants to know if CJ does come back, what happens to the quarterback room? Well, Kyle McCord might strangle him. Uh, that might be the first thing that happens. I, I think I say that in jest. You have to think honestly. If it happens again, I am betting it won't happen. That I'm just going to go in and uh, with low expectations and hope for the best. Wouldn't it be great? But uh, seriously, if it does happen, you got to think. Kyle McCord's going to transfer. I think Devin Brown would stick around. Um, But Kyle McCord, I mean, he had the tweet out there that it's his time now. So, and, and, you know, I've had somebody point this out to me, like would Kyle McCord really have put that out there? You know, unless he knew for sure that uh, CJ Stroud was going pro, maybe he just like was all of us just assumed it. Every NFL draft mock draft assumes it. So we've all assumed he's going pro. Here's the thing about the money. Like, people are saying like, well, you know, CJ could get, you know, he's going to make maybe $4 million if he stays. He was already making nearly $2 million this year. Um, they could double that maybe. And maybe he, he could make $4 million to stay at Ohio State. That's true, possibly. But, you know, if he's the number two pick of the draft, which would be no worse than the number two pick of the draft, in my opinion, I think the Texans – by the way, the Texans are hoping he leaves. If he doesn't leave, oh, boy. Then the Bears are going to trade that number one pick, and it's just going to be Bryce Young. It's not going to be one or the other. There's not going to be two top quarterbacks. I'm not buying the Will Levis nonsense. There were going to be two top quarterbacks in this class. Now, if it's just Bryce Young, the Texans at two, they're not going to get their quarterback now um, unless they reach. The Bears then would have all of the cards. You know, The Bears are hoping that CJ stays at Ohio State because then that Bryce Young pick – um, becomes a lot more valuable because the Texans could have just said well we you know we like both of them we'll just see who falls in our lap um it's gonna be very very interesting but here's the thing if Cj leaves and he's the number two pick of the draft we're talking about 30 million when you talk about guarantees from signing bonus and your first year salary alone because they're not going to cut you as a rookie and you can throw in your second year salary because they're not going to cut the number two pick of the draft or number one pick of the draft uh, as a second year player either you're talking then you're getting up to like, what 40 million, pretty much guaranteed. So, four million sounds great. Um, I would take that, but 40 million sounds uh, you know 10 times better, literally. So, we'll see. Now, CJ's a type of young man, from what I've gathered. Again, I don't think he's trolling because that's not his that, that would be so against everything that he does as a young man. I think he probably is torn where I think because now here we are. And we've heard – I've heard from many sources that he was considering it. I'm thinking, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Because I was told Paris by a very, 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 very good source that Paris Johnson Jr., after um, the Peach Bowl, was like thinking, now I want to come back. And they had to tell him, him like, hey, you know, we get it. You don't want to go out like that. Um, He loves Ohio State and everything, but they kind of talk sense into him, so to speak. Um, That's why I think when push comes to shove here – by the way, has he announced yet? Uh, <laughs> I should probably like, keep an eye on the uh, the comments here, just in case he announces as I'm doing the show here, which I fully expect he will, that he announces he's going to go pro. but Hopefully he does announce. But Paris Johnson Jr. was considering, strongly considering coming back, which shocked me when I was told this and people had to get in his ear, like, you know, Willie Anderson, who uh, works with them, former Bengal, and, you know, a lot of people close to him. Like, listen, come on, man. Like, you're going to be a number one pick. Don't risk this. So I do think people are, that are close to CJ. He already has an agent, which is legal. There was talk. Well, you signed with an agent. Yeah, he did last year because you're allowed to with NIL. That's, that's one of the things with NIL. It's kind of flown under the radar. Guys are allowed to sign with agents now. So yeah, he has an agent. He has a marketing agent and like a regular sports agent. He's got two agents uh, that has nothing to do with anything though. He, he can do that because of NIL. So um, but $4 million and $40 million, not the same thing, and I think someone's going to talk sense into him. I hope I'm wrong. Wouldn't it be hilarious if C.J. Stroud came back? All right, let's get into some more questions here. So as security sales won, what would happen to the, to the quarterback room? Like I said, I think Tom McCord, if this happens, would transfer. Devin Brown would stay, and the incoming freshman um, obviously would stick around. They'd still have three scholarship quarterbacks and a couple of walk-ons. All right, this comes from NC Bucks 4430. NC Bucks 4430 says, I know you touched on this a little bit last week, but how much ground do you think Ohio State is making up in the NIL game? Can we get back to recruiting an elite class for the 2024 cycle and beyond? Well, I will say I attended the event for the foundation, um, you know, last week, and I was encouraged with what the young men said. A couple things here. That I took away. And then this got exacerbated by what we saw over the weekend with some of the stories coming out with uh, recruits saying that, you know, they were hoodwinked. They were promised this from a collective and they didn't get anything like that. So they, you know, are decommitting and going elsewhere. And I asked a few of the guys like that, like Jermaine Matthews, some of the guys that, you know, were trying to get poached, you know, Carnell Tate, those guys. And I'm like, You know, get into some of that, how, you know, other teams were trying to, you know, not the programs themselves, but you guys know what I mean. The collectives were trying to poach you and with these promises, get into that. They didn't get into specific figures, but they did say that they thought some of the stuff that they were promised from other programs um, sounded bogus to them. And now it doesn't sound bogus. It's just bogus from what we're hearing. A lot of this this money that's being floated around to these recruits promised X amount of dollars, not happening. What's happening at Ohio State is the real deal. What's going on with the uh, with the foundation, what they promise, they deliver. And they see what is happening like Jackson Smith and Jigma, my friends made 1.7 million dollars this past year. Jackson Smith and Jigma made 1.7 million dollars this year, okay? And you know, CJ Stroud was, you know, I think a little bit north of that, not much, and maybe he'll double that if he comes back. Again, we keep keep talking about could CJ come back. So, you know, there's a good amount of money out there, but I like hearing from Ohio State's incoming recruits, the guys that enrolled early, Jermaine Matthews, those guys. We talked to five of them. Jelani Thurman was out there. You know, Malik Hartford was out there. Um, good group of guys. Noah Rogers. Got a, I got a chance to play ice or uh, air hockey with Noah Rogers. You guys will like this. He's a much better wide receiver than he is at air hockey. Being a three-star air hockey player should be a five-star receiver. Love Noah Rogers. Um, all those guys were like, – were, trying to get poached by other programs. Um, and they weren't buying it. They knew Ohio State would take care of them. So is Ohio State going to get to the point where, you know, I think there are some programs that are following through. I think maybe the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world probably are following through. You're not hearing many stories about, you know, them reneging on some of these deals. Um, so they're collectives. You're hearing it from some of the other programs, though. So I think Ohio State's going to be just fine. Are they going to be, you know, getting back to where they would get – they finished with the number two recruiting class several times, both under Urban and then you know Ryan Day had a number two overall recruiting class. Can they get back to that? Perhaps, but um, they still need to step up the NIL game. And it can't just be Brian Schottenstein and his family doing this, and Cardale Jones, and they have a bunch of heavy hitters on the board. Like, where are the other big donors? And I know there's other you know big stuff going on. You know, with uh, you, you got to build facilities, you got to build buildings. Now, people are talking about, you know, putting a dome on the horseshoe and all this. It's like, so I get it. You know, Gene Smith put it out there basically, which I don't think he should have done this in so many words. I'm paraphrasing that, uh, you know, don't give money to the collectives, give it to, you know, us so we can build this stuff. It's like, how, how about both? You know, you know, like, where's Les Wexner at? I hate to throw him under the bus because he's done so much, but, you know, Brian Schottenstein's out there doing what he's doing. We need more of these big money boosters that love Ohio State to step up. That's how they're going to catch up. You got this uh, John Ruiz at Miami. I mean, this guy is, is going all in. He's going all in. So, basically, you know, Ohio State needs more of what the foundation's doing. They need another collective to pop up like that or two, and they need to work together. This should not be, like, a contentious thing. They should all be on the same team here, even if it's different collectives. All right. Todd. Todd 2854 wants me to touch on basketball real quick. He didn't know if I would. I I will real quick, but then we'll get back to football. By the way, has CJ announced yet? No, you guys are saying he still hasn't announced yet? Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, we have people talking about, you know, Wexner you know but here's the thing though there's so many other big boosters it doesn't just have to be Wexner it just came to mind because and listen he's donated tons of money I mean and for you know we love football but I mean the medical center is more important than football and he's donated I mean it's named after him you know and even the Woody Hayes Athletic Center it's like the Woody Hayes Athletic Center and the Les Wexner like football facility or whatever they call it now um so he's donated a ton of money my point is though Guys like that, women like that, people like that that have tons of money that love the Buckeyes need to step up because you're seeing it at other programs. Schottensteins are doing it. All right. So so there you go. All right. Basketball real quick. Not good at all. Okay. The one that yesterday doesn't even bother me that much. I mean, they were, you know, on the road against Rutgers, who's actually a good team. Ohio State was an underdog. Uh, ESPN's Basketball Power Index gave them a – 33% chance of winning. Um, Probably should have won the game, take it to overtime. Um, But you're on a four-game losing streak now. The Minnesota game is the one that sticks in my craw. You can't lose at home to Minnesota, who's terrible. And it's not like they snuck up on you because you're coming off two straight losses. You should have been pissed off. You're favored by 14. Minnesota winless in the Big Ten, and you go out there and lay an egg against Minnesota. That's the one that bothers me the most. So they're, they're sitting there now at two and four in the Big Ten. Not good. Um, The non conference schedule, um, you know, looked like at first they were going to do pretty well. I thought they played well in Maui going two and one, but you you know, you lose to Duke and North Carolina. Um, Not good at all. And um, we'll see. Now they're a bubble team. I still think if I had to bet they're going to make the tournament, but it's looking like the same thing we always see. And maybe they'll miss the tournament. But if I had to bet, I think Ohio State's going to make the tournament and either be one and done or at the very best. You know, win one game and then lose. They're, they're not going to be in the Sweet 16, which is a shame. I think this is actually the most talented team that Chris Holtman's had. Last thing I'll say, what surprises me is he's recruiting better than I what I thought. I thought he had struggled to recruit at a high level, but would be a good game coach. It's like the exact opposite. He's recruiting well. He's not a good game coach. Doing stupid stuff like not putting a defender on the inbounds pass, you know, when they're trying to go full court. That's how stuff like Christian Leitner happens against Kentucky. I mean, it's basketball coaching 101. I cannot believe that he did that against North Carolina. And every time there's a close game, except Rutgers at home with the Tanner Holden shot. Um, Other than that, if it's a close game, you can basically, you should get on, if you're a betting man or woman, you should get on one of the sites that are live now in Ohio and and put money. Uh, You can do the live betting. If Ohio State's, you know, it's a close game late, put money on the other team. Hey, and maybe Ohio State would win, and then you're happy either way, right? Okay. Dr. Bob wants to know, when is the date to declare for the draft? It's today. We talked about that, but just in case anybody's wondering, today is the date where you have to declare. Again, I, don't, I was looking this up. I don't know the exact time, but um, I'm guessing 8 p.m. Eastern. Maybe they do let you go all the way till like 11 I'm guessing 8 p.m. Eastern, so it's 5 p.m. Pacific. If I had to guess, just to guess. Now, someone on Facebook here, Benjamin, is twisting my arm and wanting me to talk about the Bengals. I'll just say, Who day? Oh, I'll say one more thing Sam Hubbard. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, I've never been. We have Muscle Tech six one four, six one nine on YouTube. Hey, look on the bright side. The women's basketball team is undefeated and ranked number third number three. I have never been. I mean, I do remember back in the day when they got to the national championship game. I was actually on vacation because it was spring break. So that's would that even add up? Yeah. When they had Katie Smith, they lost to Cheryl Swoops. This is way back in the day. I was on like spring break in high school. And Ohio State got to the national championship game and lost to, I think it was Texas Tech, the Lady Texters, and Cheryl Swoops. So I got into it because Ohio State was really good, Katie Smith. But I've never really been that into Ohio State women's basketball. This team is fun to watch. I watched that game the other night. They play, I heard somebody compare it to Nolan Richardson at Arkansas back in the day, 40 minutes of hell. That's how they play. They play with their hair on fire. They shoot threes. They're like the Golden State Warriors on offense, and they press you the entire game. They're athletic. Fun brand of basketball, so Lady Bucks, looking good. Okay. Oh, somebody says here – oh, we do. See, I, I appreciate you guys stepping up for me. 4 p.m. Eastern. There we go. I'm gonna, hey, We got multiple people saying it's 4 p.m. Eastern. There you go. So we're going to go uh, with my friends here on the live broadcasting. It's 4 p.m. Eastern. Appreciate you guys stepping up. If somebody else is saying it's three p.m. I'll, I'll I'll look it up after the show. I tried to look it up right before and I was couldn't find it. But you guys are obviously sleuths, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah, okay. Here we, here's one. This is from Old School '68. Although it's a long shot, could CJ's delay be affected by Ryan Day needing to talk with the current quarterbacks and their families? I don't think that probably has anything to do with it. It's interesting question. interesting question though. I don't I doubt that has anything to do with it. Um, now, if he knew for sure that CJ's coming back, I'm sure that he would have that same day picked up the phone and talked to especially the first call would be to Kyle McCord's father and mother and Kyle. like hey man, like appreciate everything you've done. I just want to let you, we want you to stay, but this is what's happening. Man. All right. One more here. I like this one. This is because this is uh, this is one I've wondered myself. This is an SBB on Bucknuts. Again, these are Bucknut subscribers. If you're not a Bucknut subscriber, subscribe. We've got a really good site. Podcast is free, but we got a bunch of like VIP stories on there, recruiting everything. It's only $9.99 a month. You can get a free trial and then cancel if you don't like it. So give us a free – give us a try. Give, be bugging the subscribers. Would really appreciate that. Um, if not, I appreciate you guys just tuning into the show. But uh, I love this question here. All right. So he's, he wants to know, when is Ryan Day going to sign a class with 25 or more recruits? Um, why is 20-ish the new normal for Ohio State? I agree. I agree. Unless you're going to hit the portal hard, which they didn't last year, and so far this year they've got one. Okay, they've missed out on a few. And the depth at corner, not good. You know, J.K. Johnson's now transferred. You know, losing Cam Brown. You know, I mean, I do like Denzel Burke. You know, I think Jordan Hancock's going to bounce back after not grading well. I like Jair Brown. They have Ryan Turner. And I like both of the freshmen. Okay, I like Jermaine Matthews. I like Calvin Simpson Hunt. But, again, you're down to six scholarship corners. Got to get a corner in the portal. Got to get an offensive lineman or two. So if you're only going to get 20 recruits in a class, you better hit the portal hard and hit it well. Last year they got three, and none of them were, like, impact players. I mean, Tanner McAllister started, but I think he had maybe one or two really good games. Other than that, I thought he was average at best. Chip Trainum, backup linebacker for most of the year, special teams guy, then backup running back. They brought in a kicker who didn't kick the entire year you got to do better than that in this day and age in the portal. I think it was a one-year aberration because, overall, Ryan Day's done really well in the portal. I know Justin Fields wasn't quite – you know, it was kind of different. You couldn't – you had to get a waiver at that time. But he still got Justin Fields, got Jonah Jackson, got Trey Sermon. So, the overall, they've done well. But they need to do better than what they did last year this offseason. So, but I still think they need more than 20 recruits per class. They need more than 20. Um does it have to be 25? No, it doesn't. But I'd like to see definitely more of a 22-23 situation. And some of these Ohio offensive linemen they need to offer, like Ben Robock, who's been offered um, by, uh, by Michigan. Um, there's another Ohio offensive lineman that, that I think they need to land. Uh, they haven't offered yet, to my knowledge. Um, get these Ohio biggins in there. That 2014 National Championship team, the entire starting offensive line were young men from Ohio. Boom. All five offensive linemen on the 2014 National Championship team from Ohio. And the 2013 line was fantastic as well. They were all from Ohio as, as well. Got You know, guys like Corey Lindsley, Jack Muhor. Then they lose those guys, and they just restock. Unbelievable. You know, Andrew Norwell was on that 2013 offensive line. So give me these Ohio offensive linemen. Coach them up. Justin Fry, I think, can coach them up. All right, appreciate you guys. Um, I appreciate CJ not announcing while we were doing the live show. Um, so you're telling me there's a chance. All right, friends. Um, appreciate you guys uh, joining me. Yeah, Davis, a kicker who didn't kick. Yeah, I know, right? They got a kicker who didn't kick. Other than that, I thought that was a great move in the portal. Now, in defense, they already had two other kickers. They really had three other kickers, if you include Cybert. Include um, but Fielding did a good job as this, as the kickoff guy. Noah Ruggles did good on field goals under 50 yards. Oh, sorry, I'm twisting the knife myself there when I say that. I don't put that on Ruggles at all, man. He's not a 50-yard field goal kicker. They should have gotten more yards there. Okay, let's not even talk about it. I'm not even over it yet, uh, the Georgia game, but, um, yeah, they got a kicker that didn't kick, but um, appreciate you guys a lot. Um, yeah, Jaheim Singletary, I'd love for Ohio State to get him. they got to get a corner or two. Why not Jaheim Singletary? Um, you know, get two corners. Get two offensive linemen. you got to get one of each at least at the very minimum because right now they're back to six scholarship corners, two of which are true freshmen, just like last year. Six scholarship corners, two true freshmen. Okay? And I like the true freshmen. I think they're both going to be studs, but will they be studs as true freshmen? I mean – Jeff Okuda was fantastic as a sophomore and junior, not as a true freshman. We've seen it time and time again. These guys, you know, might struggle even as sophomores before they break out as juniors. You know, it's asking a lot as a freshman to come in and be a stud. Sean Springs was a redshirt freshman. Okay, he did he redshirted. Then was really good as a redshirt freshman. I mean, it's tough sledding as a true freshman to go out there and ball out as a corner, but we'll see what happens. Antoine Winfield um, was mostly a special teams guy as a true freshman. So, so there you go. Yeah. They got Jihad Carter from the portal, as Jim says, but you know, he's more of a safety. I thought that was a great get, by the way. That's why I said they've got one so far. And I think that was a good one. That's a good start. So now they got to get another DB, a corner specifically. And I know Jihad Carter can play some slot corner like uh, Tanner McAllister. He's like a bigger, better version of Tanner McAllister, which is good. Um, but they've got to get at least one corner. I'd like to see two and at least one. I'd like to see two offensive linemen. So there you go. All right, really appreciate you guys riding with me on this uh, edition of the show. We will see what happens with young CJ Stroud, who is uh, keeping us all in suspense. I love it. I never thought this would be a discussion, but it is. Uh, Appreciate you guys joining me. Happy MLK Day to all of you. Um, Everyone has a great rest of your day. of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary as we speak rap music on trial now streaming exclusively on paramount plus head to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply